my worst nightmare to have my baby fighting for his life and my husband take his own life. So you're in the hospital waiting for your child to have this much-needed surgery to save his life, and your husband is not there with you. You filed a missing person report. How soon after that did you discover your husband had committed suicide? I filed the missing person report on Tuesday um, from the ICU, and then on Thursday the police came to the hospital room and they, they found had found Rick's body. They told me that he had taken his life. Kim had the fairy tale life, a petite, dark-haired Southern Baptist girl who grew up and married the gorgeous, charming captain of the football team. This picture-perfect couple quickly acquired the picture-perfect life. Promising careers, beautiful home, topped off with a healthy baby boy. But little did Kim know the picture would soon shatter into a thousand irretrievable pieces when her husband became addicted to cocaine. They lost their home. As their infant son fought for his life, her husband committed suicide. Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Today, we're going to talk with Kim Jaggers. Kim has opened the doors of her life to minister to women as a speaker, writer, and ministry leader. She has a passion for others to develop a real run-to-Jesus relationship and even crave God's Word as she does more than chocolate. And that says a lot, okay, because chocolate's pretty good. (laughs) Kim Jaggers, welcome to Bot Radio Network. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. My goodness, I can't imagine anyone going through the ordeal that you did. So you had a kind of a picture-perfect life growing up? I did. I I grew up in a Christian home and, um, you know, really thought that, you know, life was going good, just kind of tracking along, getting the right answers. Uh, But but for the longest time, I had a religion, uh, but not a relationship with Jesus. And once, once I began a true walk with Him, relationship, everything changed for me. Um, And I began to know peace and hope and joy that I'd never known before. Um, But shortly after, you know, I I found the Lord, um, tragedy um, struck my life. Um, But I found God to be faithful. Um, He not only carried me, He lifted my head, He restored my joy, and He is faithful. And those aren't just words. Can God be more than more real than the air that we breathe? And I just I love Him. I know that He loves us, and I know that He has a plan and a purpose for our lives. Um, you know, for the for the hard days, but also He makes those good days even sweeter. Well, Kim, before we continue on, I also want to introduce to our Bot Radio Network listeners in the studio here, Amy Dobson. And Barbie Halford, these ladies are part of the women's ministry at Collierville First Baptist Church. Ladies, welcome to the program. Thank Thank you. Amy, you reached out to us because you're planning an event for ladies. Yes. And you've got Kim Jaggers as your featured speaker. Absolutely. And we're so thrilled to have her. We're going to have a women's conference on January 26th and 27th, two-day conference. How I found out about Kim is a friend handed me her book, Truth to Hold On To. I uh, began to read her book and her story. I was truly taken in by her story. You know, once you start reading a book, there's certain books that you just can't put down. Yeah. And that's one of them. Um, Was there something particular that resonated with you? Yes, it was her passion for Jesus. It was her strength that she didn't have on her own, but she held tight to Jesus through the tragedy of her life. She held on to the truth. That's what truth to hold on to is all about. She held on to that truth, and it carried her through. 
Miss Barbie, where do you play a role in this? Have you read the book? I have read the book. It's just a wonderful book. I've read it twice, and I think the second time I read it, it pointed out to me that even Kim, she didn't realize what she was missing when she thought she had everything. The beautiful house, the beautiful husband, the healthy little boy, and yet in her book, the second time I read it, I saw that she was still wondering what is missing, and I think that that's what's so true with us. And not only will this book reach people who go through tragedy, but it will reach people who are wondering, what am I missing? Everything looks good on the outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what what am I missing? And, and the answer is Jesus. Jesus. So, Kim, when did you first notice your husband's cocaine addiction? I discovered after my, my second son was born very prematurely. And uh, we had been in the hospital a total of 264 days the first year of his life. And so our finances, you know, were crumbling just because I had been out of work and that sort of thing. And so I was going through the bank statements, you know, trying to figure out, you know, where can we tighten our budget? Are we, you know, going to McDonald's too much? You know, what are we doing? And and it was then that um, in looking at the bank statements that I realized that he had been withdrawing money um, in very odd ways and, and in ways that seemed to cloak what he was doing. And, and I confronted him and he, um, he confessed to me that... Um, you know, that indeed he had tried to find uh, escape from our very real problems um, by turning to a drug. Um, and it was it was heartbreaking because this, too, was a man who had grown up in church, you know, had never, you know, been a party or anything like that. He had not had a, um, a real relationship with Jesus. He, too, had had a religion. And there's so much of a difference um, between knowing about Jesus and knowing him in real relationships so that you can trust him more than you trust you for when, you know, for when the hard days come, because they're going to come for all of us. You know, there, our problems are all different, but you know, we all walk through things and there is, you know, there's absolutely nothing strong in me or super smart in me. It's just, I just ran to Jesus with everything that I had and found him to be faithful. I mean, he is who he says he is and we can trust him. Amy referred to a passion that she picked up on when she was reading your book that she felt like you had with Jesus, you know. And as you mentioned, that passion doesn't come in just being sitting in the church pew and having a religion. It comes in being transformed by the power of Jesus Christ and gives us that relationship. And so it was that time. What was it that started helping you to see that you needed something more than just church attendance? You know, after I was newly married and we had the big house and the healthy baby and all those things that we grow up with as girls, as women, you know, that kind of hallmark dream, we had all those things, but I found just, I just had just a a discontent, you know, that there was something missing. I began to go to church and to hear other women talk who had, you know, lives that didn't look nearly as pretty as mine. They were going through a divorce. They were you know, had husbands or they had lost jobs and just hard things that happened, but they seemed to have this peace and this joy that, that didn't change with their circumstances. And I really wanted what they had. And so I began to, you know, to try and figure that out. And and I remember one time the pastor was talking, you know, about a time when Jesus was in Capernaum and this demon-possessed man comes up to him and says, Ha, Jesus of Nazareth, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And I thought, wait a minute, you know, if that demon believes Jesus is the is the Son of God, and I do too, don't I have a problem? Because, you know, demons don't go to heaven. And so I began to really listen to the pastor that day, and I understood for the first time 
that there's a difference between knowing about Jesus, because the Bible says the demons believe and shudder, and knowing Him in real relationship and surrendering your life, all of your life to Him. And so once I surrendered everything to Him and said, I'm going to just follow you, tell me who you are, tell me what to do, I'm going to follow you with everything I have, that's when everything changed. That's when the circumstances didn't rule my emotions. That's when I found truth to hold on to for when those hard times came. And, you know, what used to be a chore to read my Bible, I mean, I thought you were supposed to, you know, read a chapter a day to keep the devil away. I mean, when I really began to read my Bible and understand that was the Lord of heaven and earth speaking to me and, you know, directing my steps and leading me to his best, I mean, I began to delight in his word and run to his word. And that, that proved so true to help me in those hard days. You know, God would bring those words to my mind at just the right time. You know, when I wanted to fall into a puddle and fall apart, God would strengthen me and uphold me and in very real ways, you know, through his word, through through the body of Christ. And I trust him and I want others to know they can trust him too. Kim, you said that there was 264 days of your son in the hospital fighting for his life. What was the condition of your child at that time? Ben was born early, and he had, you know, lots of problems that were due to, to prematurity, but he also had, you know, heart and lung and stomach problems. He had brain bleeds. He, you know, he was just absolutely a little boy who was, they, they classified as failure to thrive. And so he was having what they hoped to be life-saving surgery that was major, major surgery when my husband left and took his life. So I, I actually filed a, a missing person report from the ICU at the hospital. And, you know, that was my worst nightmare to have my baby fighting for his life and my husband take his own life. So you're in the hospital waiting for your child to have this much-needed surgery to save his life, and your husband is not there with you. You file a missing person report. How soon after that did you discover your husband had committed suicide? I filed the missing person report on Tuesday um, from the ICU, and then on Thursday the police came to the hospital room and they they found had found Rick's body. They told me that he had taken his life. Was there a note or anything? There was no note. No, there was nothing. Oh my. I just can't imagine. Ladies, uh, can you imagine receiving news like that in such a, a desperate time? I mean, tell me what happened. I mean, how did you hold up? How did you even manage through that, Kim? You know, the, uh, the body of Christ, they are his hands and his feet. And, you know, while I say, you know, you need more than a religion, uh, I don't discount the church. Um, we need to be connected to other believers. Well, the connection there is the church is the body, if it's functioning properly, it's going to do the ministry of Christ. In that time, you definitely needed the ministry of Christ. Exactly, exactly. How he used his people um, to help lift my head. I mean, they, the body of Christ surrounded me. My church friends were there in that hospital in, in what seemed like a matter of moments after I was told the news. They were there to help. At the time, my, my other son was three, so I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old, and, and financial you know, burdens just galore because those surgeries were not cheap and you know all the things of, that that happened from you know losing our home and you know at the time we had moved from a, a very big home we had almost 5,000 square feet to a to a double wide trailer so you know life for me looked nothing that it was not pretty but God he was there he carried he proved himself faithful you know at, at just the right time you know he would 
you know, I would receive scripture. I remember one day I was, you know, trying to deal with, with little boys as a single mom and thinking, I can't do this. You know, I need somebody with skin on them here to help me. And I, I remember going to the mailbox that day and pulling out a note that said, I will be a father to the fatherless anonymous. You know, just at the right time, God is there. And, you know, and often through, you know, his body is how he encourages us. And, and um, you know, I have such a passion for women to run to His Word, to know His Word, so that the Holy Spirit can remind us of those truths when the enemy's lying to us, because we do have an enemy, you know, and he, He's here to rob and kill and destroy, and the enemy would have liked nothing more, you know, than to take me out at that time. But God, you know, refuted those lies with His truths, and that's, you know, why the title of my book is Truth to Hold On To, because that's, you know, it was God, and He was there, and He was moving, and He was working, and and, you know, he still is, you know, because, you know, even though I've passed that time in my life, God, you know, we still go through hard times and, you know, we just, we need him every single day and, and to learn to run to him in the normal days and the busy days and the laundry days and the carpool days and, you know, dealing with your mother-in-law days, you know, I have a great one, by the way, now, but, you know, those <laughs> sorts of things, I mean, that's, we need him for every single moment because he makes those good days even sweeter. Amy, Barbie, can you share in your own life where you, maybe not to the same degree that Kim has been sharing, but other ways you've been able to depend on God's Word through tough and challenging times? Absolutely, and that's what really drew me to Kim's story is her love for the Word of God. And she's realized her need for His Word. And I don't have a story of that devastation, but I was sitting there this morning even, as I was reading through chronologically, I was just praying to the Lord that, you know, I don't know what my future holds, you know, because he does tell us he's in the pursuit of holiness in his people. And um, in this life, we we suffer. So I don't know what my future holds. However, I do cling to his word. I love the Lord. I love his word. It's daily bread for me. It's yeah. living water. And yeah. I want to be that like him, you know, where if the rain does fall, but it's not if, it's when it does. When it does. Because yeah. that's, you know, this whole conference, we are focusing on um, Matthew chapter 7, where Jesus talks about building your house on the rock. Yes. He does. He says, and the rain will fall, and the floods will come, and the wind will blow and beat on that house. Yes. But it will not fall because it had been founded on the rock. So I want... Not only for myself, but all the women of Carville First Baptist Church and the surrounding area. That's why we're here. I mean, we want everybody to know that, guess what? We have found a woman that has walked this out, and she's here, and she has a testimony to share. And she's coming all the way from Knoxville, um, or right outside of Knoxville, and we want everyone to hear because it is so needed in our life. We know that the, that times are going to get hard. And some of these women that may come may be facing something, but we can point them to how to how to stand firm and yes. how to have that solid foundation that yeah. so that we won't fall. You know, something that Kim referred to just a moment ago, those in the carpool lines, kind of just the routine things of mm-hmm. life, you know, that you go through. Sometimes those can get quite stressful. We can get our eyes off the Lord when we're going through times like that. The verse in James, it says, consider it joy when you fall into various trials. I understand that word, Kim, is like a prism. When a light hits a prism, all kinds of different reflections come off of that prism. And so 
I think what James was saying here is that various trials can be as simple as, you know, sometimes when you try to tie your shoestring and it breaks, it's frustrating, you know. As simple as that seems, those are the kind of character-building things that God works in our life. Trying to get in the carpool and the car won't start. I mean, exactly. those are the things where we have to really trust God in, in the everyday. Exactly. You know, he tells us in all our ways to acknowledge him and he will make our path straight. And all means all. It's not just the, the big things. It's the little things. He wants to walk with us every single day. He wants to direct our steps, and He wants to give us peace. He wants to, us to help with, um, He wants to help us to live with a eternal perspective, you know, so that the things of this world don't throw us off so much and rob us of the joy that Jesus wants us to have. You know, we can walk in that joy every single day, not because we get our lives all fixed ourselves, not because we're great at you know all the things that we're supposed to be great at as women, but because of Jesus, because He will meet us for whatever that day brings. However, whatever we're facing, He wants to be right there in it. You know, and it's not just for that tragedy or that trial that we're going through. It's for the day to day. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes, you know, it's not the tragedy that causes us to keep our eyes you know, off the Lord. It's the distractions and the busyness. And so we're going to talk about, you know, how do we as busy women, tired women, you know, walk in the joy that Jesus has for us. Um, And so we're going to talk very practically at this conference about that. And, you know, what can you do in your day-to-day, you know, to keep that focus? Barbie, did you have a story? I want to make sure we get time for you to share. Not truly a story, but just in reading Kim's book, because of where I am in life, older than these girls but how important her mom and dad were in this story how their faithfulness throughout all of her life and her brother's life was so obvious even in this time of tragedy and that even after our children are grown and they leave we still have this god-given opportunity to feed into them and to be strength when they're weak and to show them the truth when it's clouded so um that was another wonderful i thought truth that kim spoke into this book just through her parents and it spoke a lot to me i want to high five you on that too i'm where you are okay (laughs) Okay. hey kim you have since remarried to darren where and how did you meet we actually met at church um darren is just a godly godly man he loves the lord more than anything more than me which is which helps a lot in marriage and um he um was actually new in town trying to go to another church and was late and just kind of pulled into our church and and god brought him um, into my life and um, you know he is such a blessing to me we our our kids darren and i had a daughter darren adopted the boys the kids are now about to be 25 23 and 18. my you know god god has carried me and and blessed me with such a sweet family but you know they, they are the icing on the cake God is still my cake. He's still my everything. He's the one that I run to, and he's my first love. Everything else is, you know, kind of in perspective. Kim, how has Darren helped you walk through the pain of your past? I'm sure you have probably times Satan tries to remind you of certain things. I mean, we all have that come up in our life mm-hmm. at times. You know, How has he helped you? You know, God has gifted Darren with an incredible um, sense of security and identity in who he is in Christ. And so, therefore, that has allowed him to handle, you know, me going out and talking about very much loving and being married to another man. 
he has, we've, we've got a great relationship with my first husband's family. We see them often um, because, because Darren knows who he is in the Lord, so therefore he can love others, you know, without those insecurities and, and those things, the jealousies, you know, that might, might arise from that. And, and he is so supportive of me um, sharing my story because, you know, he, he wants others to know about the, the peace and the hope and the joy that can only be found in Jesus. Kim, you uh, have a blog post, too, and we'll refer that at the end of our show. We're just a couple more minutes left before we say goodbye. But in one of your recent blog posts, you say, It is in the very midst of the trial and our weakest of weak that our faithful Father asks us to surrender our will to His and believe that He can still do great things for us, in us, and through us. Why is it so hard for us to surrender even when we bottomed out? You know, I think human nature is to hold on and to try to fix things ourselves and try to be in control um, because because we, we, we want to trust us more than, than trust God. But the more we know Jesus and who he really is, it's you know, it's hard to trust somebody you don't know. You know, if, if I told you, hey, I want you to trust my neighbor you've never met or you've never spent time with, that, that'd be kind of ridiculous. But the more you spend time with the Lord and that daily, you know, a daily discipline, it is a discipline to sit with, with the Bible. But the more you do that, the more He'll reveal Himself to you. The more you're, you're going to have those moments where you see Him speaking into your stuff, you know, and, and you can trust Him in those small things. And day by day, you trust Him in the little bit harder things. And, and so that's where it's easier to surrender, um, you know, our will to His will because we know Him. Wow. <laughs> what do you think, awesome. ladies? Pretty awesome. Okay, now it's called Truth to Hold On To. It's a two-day conference at Carnival First Baptist Church, January 26th through 27th. Let's give some details, ladies. What can our listeners do to come out and be part of this? Yes, we are very excited about it. It's January 26th and 27th. That's a Friday night and a Saturday morning. You can go online and register at cfbcfamily.org slash women's conference at cfbcfamily.org slash women's conference it's titled build your house on the rock we're gonna have worship music we're gonna um just come and fellowship and and listen to kim we're gonna dive into scripture and we just pray that um if god stirs in your heart to be a part of this that you all You'll go online and uh, get a ticket. The tickets are $20 um, on the registration page as well. You have an opportunity to buy her book, and that can be passed out at the conference. Um, I highly recommend her book uh, because she points directly to Jesus, and she points directly to his word. Any other insight into the conference you might want to add, Barbie? Just that we just hope people will come and be a part of that. And our prayer for our women's ministry is that, that we can take the truth to hold on to into the lives of these ladies that will come and be with us. Yeah. Any new projects for you, Kim, uh, this book, Truth to Hold On To? Are you writing any new material? I work uh, and write for Reviver Hearts, Nancy Lee DeMoss, um, with her group, and, and I write I write for them, but, and I continue to speak. Um, but I just want to take a moment just real quick and just, I just want to invite women to come to this event and to bring that friend yeah. That friend who's struggling, that friend who may not believe, that friend who's at the end of her rope. Um, I just really want to encourage you to reach out and bring those people that God's putting on your mind right now. Because, you know, a lot of times we hear this, 
you know, you may be hearing this, but the person who really needs to come may not be tuning in right now. Mm-hmm. So it's up to us to reach out and to bring them uh, because I'm so thankful for, for people who invited me to come and to hear truth um, because we're not trying to sell something. We, we, we just know we all need a relationship with the Lord. We just need Jesus mm-hmm. and more of Him. So I just want to encourage the community to reach out and bring others. Kim, I mentioned your blog a moment ago. How can we stay in touch with you, your website, maybe your blog post? Where can we find that information? Uh, you can find uh, my website is called morethanchocolate.org because God prompted on my heart years ago to crave His Word, More Than Chocolate. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Kim Jaggers Daily Seeking Him, and I'm, I'm pretty active on Facebook. I'm too wordy for Twitter, so um, I would love to connect with, with you in one of those places. And, Amy, let's get that information again for our listeners to make sure they register and go ahead and do that now. Yes, um, that website is cfbcfamily.com dot org slash women's conference okay cfc cfbc oh, oh cfbc mm-hmm. okay for carville first baptist church uh-huh. cfbc family dot org slash women's conference okay cfbc family dot org slash women's conference that's it and you can go ahead and sign up and that does include lunch too for the saturday um what we're going to do is friday we're going to have snacks and saturday we're going to have um like a breakfast kind of a brunchy type thing okay and that's mm-hmm. all included in the cost that is of course you said that the book truth to hold on to yes you can go ahead and when you register you can um just click a certain button that has on there and um, we can go ahead and have you signed up for that book and you can receive it the day of the conference amy barbie and kim thank you ladies so thank you. much thank i you. mean thank you kind of make me want to come to your conference <laughs> that's you know? okay you can come <laughs> you're welcome so, you can peek well, through there's some great stuff that's going to be available for our you ladies at this conference at carnival first baptist church january 26th through 27th go ahead to that website and make your reservations now bring a friend with you especially if you've got somebody you know that maybe has been hurting and is maybe lonely and isolated, maybe not even part of any church. Why don't you get together? You don't have to be a, a member of Carrieville First Baptist Church to come. Ladies all over the Mid-South can come and enjoy. Kim Jaggers, God bless you, my dear sister. Thank you for what you're doing for Christ's kingdom. Oh, thank you so much. He's so good to us. He's so good. He is so good. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I do appreciate you stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.